Guess what I rediscovered today? What's Sitting that? on my desk. What's that? I rediscovered how good the Guitar Man soundtrack is. Guitar Man soundtrack's real good. It's, it's really fucking good. It's very, very good. See if you're sitting at your desk, compiling a whole bunch of data, listening to Mojo King B. It's really yep. hard to stay still. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of that today. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a difficult. The guitar work's like legitimately difficult on that song as well, despite being a trumpet song. It's... As a man, as a man who tried to play a lot of the tracks in that on actual guitar, yeah, a lot of it's real fucking difficult. I'll tell you that much. I remember being at a LAN once, and I had my PSP with me, and someone had a copy of uh, Guitar Man Lives, and that was basically all I did was just sat and played that. Yeah, totally. for the whole LAN. Yep. Because hard mode was, like, fucking really difficult. <laughs> yeah, like, I still have never finished master mode. Like, I hooked my PS top recently um, and tried it again, and it's not easy. Like, no part of it is right, easy. Is, is it not harder on an LCD screen now because of the lag? No, even, like, I hooked up to... Uh, uh, I hooked up via SCART to an actual TV and still remarkably difficult. Like, as long as you're not passing it through a bunch of stuff and you have game mode off, like, it's actually fine. But um, man, yeah, that game, unforgiving. It's really fucking, really fucking good. But it's oh yeah, difficult as all hell. Yeah, it's it's again, it's one of those things. that's like we're never gonna see another one of these. Fuck no! Just like SSX, we're never gonna see another SSX game. Yeah, this will be the year. No. <laughs> but fine, don't even give me that. Just give me like SSX three HD or something. If I it. can't get another single-player Star Wars game, you can't get XX. It's not how this works. It's not fair. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. It's the 17th of April, and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And I must apologize again for late podcast because of my own uh, choices. I believe you put it life. as a wrestling bender on <laughs> your, the internet. Your, your life choices. Like, we're not here to make my judgments, life. but, like, when your life choices start affecting the podcast, I have to start drawing lines I'd, somewhere. I'm sorry. I had to push it, push it back a week because it was WrestleMania weekend, and I was indisposed of from Saturday till about Wednesday. I loved um, how you described it as WrestleMania weekend, and WrestleMania was the worst part of those five days. WrestleMania was actually the worst part. That, that includes, like, the NXT show... Both actual TV shows, all the indie events, like all of that at WrestleMania was the worst one. It yeah. was uh, quite disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I fr- it, like, there were some good matches on it. There was some good stuff. Watching Ronda Rousey beat the shit out of Triple H was hilarious. That was a great match. seemed like a highlight from the that random... That was the best match on the card, like easily the best match. The random um, bit of Twitter I saw was a lot of people just kind of ho-humming it and then saying, ah, oh, she was pretty good. And that's... She was it. really, really good. It was really impressive. Good. Um... Which was great, um, but yeah, that meant I couldn't actually record a podcast last week yeah, because I was hungover. Um, of course, because I needed I, alcohol to get through that. I could tell <laughs> because you were—I didn't hear from you on Tuesday, and I was like, oh, "Okay, he's probably recovering yeah. from something." And then, yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. 
But it gave me a chance to play some stuff because at that point I had I mean, to yeah. thing. So there was we a good chance. Gave it gave us a week to catch up on video games and uh, play yeah. some stuff. So what did you play? Um, well, so I played three things, and one thing I will do one thing very quickly now because I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Okay. Uh, I played through all Sonic Forces. Um, <laughs> yep. That game is very bad. Don't uh-huh. play that game. Um, Controversial opinions from Callum here. But it is hilarious to watch your horrific OC that you've created become best friends with Sonic the Hedgehog. That is very funny. So, um, I, so I, I was... When was this? This was Saturday? You were this doing was Saturday. This? Yeah. So I, I grabbed my phone randomly and checked and I had a bunch of messages from Callum of just pictures of Sonic OC. How much of that stuff had you created? How much of it had you pulled from the internet? So the initial picture that was... The initial picture was us creating our Sonic OC... Um, which we called Martin, Martin the Parakeet. Martin the Parakeet. Um, because every Sonic, just, Sonic OC has to have a normal name. Yep, bright green parakeet with uh, milky white eyes. Um, yep. And that was good. Uh, and then after that, there was a picture of Martin Ginyu forcing with Sonic the Hedgehog after they become best friends. So I'm, I'm just uh, checking. That just, had some added clothing on it. Yeah, I'm just checking the messages here. I'm seeing the evolution of Martin. Um, yeah. The the winged shoes and the sunglasses are a good touch. Mm. Again, I'm I'm confused by the baseball cap, where the parakeet has a large protrusion plumage plumage. plumage. And then there was the, the there's a there's a mechanic in the game where you could use other people's OCs, uh, and we found a very offensive one that I'll yep. not repeat here. Yep, that was um, yep, mm-hmm. which was a shock to all of us. Uh, but yeah, but like towards the end of the game, you could just dress up your OC in completely golden armor to like complete the full Mary Sue character look <laughs> of I'm completely untouchable and the best thing in this planet. Yeah. So did it actually let you be better than Sonic? Is that what's happening here? Yo, yeah. You do so. You do levels as yourself, as Sonic, as old school Sonic, and together as like you and your best friend Sonic. Okay. Um, you never really are better than Sonic. You're always either on the same level or working together with Sonic. Right. Um, because of course you can't be better than Sonic. But of course, but like you can it- just be as. You fist bump a lot and then go really quickly and then, yeah. That's... It's like, it's surprising to me that we've got to this stage and this is the first game that's had this. Like, for the... Fist bumping with your best friend Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, yes, but also, like, the character creator stuff. Like, that seems like... People have been doing that for years on the internet. But, and then... Yeah, but, like, if you were going to do it for any game series, it would probably be Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, sure. Like, people... Felt like, like let people do their OC thing, live out their their best fantasy lives. And it's also like you've got your cat, your Sonic character creator in your game. Somebody at so at I was about to say Sony. Somebody at um, Sega had to have a conversation at some point where it was like, "Do we make this an adults only game and go full hog into the character creator the way that people really want the character creator to be?" Um, yeah, they can't because they're still making Sonic games for kids. Like it's... you would think, but I think there's a build of that yeah. game somewhere where there's a few extra sliders that affect things that are no longer in the Do game. They just have like dogs. What are you saying? <laughs> like probably, like yeah. you know, we we've both been on the internet for but long yeah. enough where that's the thing. Yeah, that, that game's bad. I don't want to talk about Sonic Forces anymore. Okay, they do the, they do the card they do the cardinal sin of making the controls really floaty and terrible. Like your character will land out of a jump and if you're holding forward we'll shoot forward at full speed but then they expect you to do jumping like platforming 
I'm like, no, you can't do that because then you just fly off the edge. It's bad. It seems bad. What was that arcade? Was... What was that arcade kids Sonic game? There's a video on the site that, of it. That arcade kids. Oh, uh, Sonic Dream something. Sonic Dream. Sonic Dream Collection. Is that what it's called? Dream Dream Collection. Yes. Google our own website. Sonic yeah, Dreams Sonic Collection. Collection. Sonic Dreams Collection. Yeah. Uh, that's that, got the real Sonic OC shit in it if you want that's, that yeah exactly that's probably the best Sonic game I've played and I haven't played Mania to be fair but that's you've not probably, played Mania Mania is the best Sonic game I've played it's probably the best Sonic game I've played in terms of yeah, um, in terms of fair. in terms of narrative let's say that much yeah um, you talk about another video game I don't want to talk uh, about Sonic yeah so I can I can rattle through a couple of small things um, I put some more time into Assassin's Creed Origins because mm. it'd been sitting there and I'd, put, I'd only put like five hours into it, so it only just started to open up. I think I might be done with that game. Um, really? It a lot is, of people were really high on that game. Yeah, which out. is which is why I decided to put more time into it. And so I've got to like Alexandria, I've got to the first big city. And so like the lead up after the intro sequence, the first kind of, you have to go to Alexandria. And the first town you pass as you're going there has a bunch of like side missions and uh, there's a kind of main story bit in there and then there's a bunch of side activities around there so it was a really good kind of encapsulation of like here's what they're doing with the game this time round so the main story stuff was kind of interesting and they do some kind of cool like there's a scene where the the guy you know there is a priest in the local in one of the, t- in the temple that's there and they're having their celebration um, celebrating whichever god it is the temple's to and mm. they're supposed to have a, a kind of mock fight showing the story of the gods and all this kind of stuff and their main the guy is supposed to be playing the god is drunk in a coal somewhere so you have to take over and be him and you get some like kind of um historical stuff in there about the story of the god while you're fighting like that bit's kind of cool and they, they do some interesting stuff there and there's one side mission where and then the, the first kind of side mission i did there kind of started to show what that game actually is where so one of the, the side mission there is there's a market just outside the temple, and you go you talk you you overhear a conversation in the market about somebody complaining about somebody is selling. Uh, this is super early and not a main story spoiler, so I'm just gonna, I'm going to go for it. Um, they they are selling counterfeit religious artifacts, like not sure, not not official. So somebody's making cheap ones and selling them off for high prices. So you overhear this in the thing, and then you find the person, you talk to them, and then you actually go do some like detective stuff of going to talk to different market sellers and saying like where so where are you getting them from and all this kind of stuff. And then it eventually resolves down to the fact that like hey, there's a there's a bandit group who are making them just outside the t- the city. Or just outside the town and go and deal with them and get rid of them and come back. And you're like, that was a cool little side story. And then the next side story opens up and you have to go find some bandits and destroy some stuff and then come so back. So there's a lot of bandits. And then the third one is like, there's a person who's had their stuff stolen and they, they, they you eventually track stuff down and there's a bandit camp and you go to it. Mm. Like, there's a lot of... It's bandit the, fighting. The end of every story appears to be, it's a bandit. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. So I did all of that stuff. I got all the levels and loot stuff got into alexandria and the first thing was literally like hey there's some bandits and i'm like ah, mm. like i liked that game looks fucking spectacular and i like the new combat system and actually i really like the loot system in it like it's it's yeah. I, I like a lot of the trappings around it it's still an assassin's creed game like under the hood and they haven't done enough with the core sure the, the core kind of everything outside the main story in that game um yeah, like I don't like a lot of the characters. I think Bayek could go places if they do like a more. 
A lot of people were talking about how Bayek's actually really like cool as a he's character a, because he's just genuinely like he's nice. A, and... Yeah, and it's really nice to also see like he's a genuinely like he's basically he's a he's a magi, so they're like the Egyptian police force basically, and um, or like they're kind of more detective probably is like he goes out yeah. and fulfills specific tasks Inspectors. and it's really yeah and it's really cool like the first thing that you do is you go you've you've dealt with some part of your past and then you just like hang out with your mate for a night and go drinking and you at their at their th- at their house and then you leave and you go and you help this temple dude to, and everyone and you play hide and seek with some children and then you get to alexandria and you meet um and you meet uh i think it's, yes it is your wife who you and then they have a really like it like proper conversation that you would have with some with your wife who you haven't seen in months and like it's all the writing and stuff and the character stuff is really good it's just like there's just nothing interesting about it right. uh, about outside of that in terms of sure. um the stuff that's there and then like they seem to be going back to some of the original assassin's creed stuff where like now that i've got to alexandria like there are two people you have to take out as part of that story. And it's like, you assassinate these two people is the, the, the quest objective, right? And so there's a bit of like, find out where they are and then see what their pattern is and actually do the assassination the way you would normally do it. But um, I just don't care at this point. Like they haven't, there's, in order to be able to level to the point where I can do that stuff, I have to do more bandit killing and I'm kind of done bandit yeah. killing. So It all kind of ends the loop in killing more bandits. Yeah, and also like, the time period between me starting that game and me coming back to it this weekend was enough for me to completely forget how the combat system works. And the combat on normal is actually kind of brutal. Like, you can sure. go down pretty easily um, if you're not... So I, And there's no way of going, like... It seems weird for a Ubisoft game to not have, like, a... Just tell me what the combat, how the combat works again. Like, just a couple of pages yeah. of the combat system. It's just not there. So you just have to, like... I'm going to mash the attack button until this works and we'll see oh yeah the the classic Assassin's Creed thing of just but like that doesn't that, but that doesn't work anymore but like it doesn't work because you need to counter and yeah, yeah. And, but it, like you don't get countering out the gate and also some weapons don't have shields and the roll is not what you expect and all that like there's there's enough finicky stuff in there just like I, I was enough separated from it where I'd forgotten how all that works so the combat was a little bit difficult um, so yeah I'll, I'll probably come back to some other point but there's too much stuff coming yeah, out yeah. and it's not there's nothing drawing back into it, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. And then very quickly also, I I mean, I started playing Riddle the Master Lou again as a feature for yeah. the site because I, yeah, that game's something else and I'd forgotten about it. And I can't believe that you got that thing working and you decided that was a good idea to play that. I need, it, needs, it needs archived somewhere uh, because there is... Does it though? Yes, because that game is weird enough and better than i remember it being actually sure. where okay. i'm like the thing like I, i'll put the video's going up on thursday um but yeah, yeah. uh the thing that i got reminded about that game is actually it's pretty good at comic timing like one thing about adventure games of that era mm. that were voice acted is that the system for the the like the way they were doing the voice acting always seemed very stilted like it seems like somebody would try and make a joke and there'd be a gap while the next bit of voice loads yeah. and then yeah, yeah yeah like especially when you go back and play some of the early scum games like the the manic mansion re-release that they did recently with voice acting where they got all the voice acting stuff and that like the jokes don't land in that thing as well because there's always this gap between people talking that punchlines just don't land yeah and this game actually they 
they do it pretty well and it actually is genuinely funny in bits and how did you how did you deal with the snake in the beginning did you use the stick or the sword i used the stick i mean when i was testing it, i used the sword because it was funny handsy but um yeah you use the stick because you need that money because yeah i passed one of them in there's one down a snake no yes a snake i just yes they're native here in in edinburgh oh Um, you mean ripley's believe believe it or not in london there's one in london and there's one in where was it was it in prague i was in or something like that there's one there and i was at every single time i pass it i'm like i should go in and see what this is and then i look at how much the entrance fees are i'm like this is like an hour's worth of stuff that is too much money but um do you remember just because i I, this came up while i was while i was doing the or just after i was doing the video do you remember when we were in the states like we were much much younger i mean sure the second time when you were old enough to at least talk and remember things um we there was a there was a Ripley's that we I can't remember if we went into it but we definitely passed it and it the entire building was upside down. Do you I remember don't that? Remember that no. at all? No. So this was, like this was in Florida when we were there and we passed the Ripley's, believe it or not, and the entire building's upside down, like it's on its roof, and huh. it's I'll need to look at it when we're talking about. But yeah, like that was totally a thing, and I was like I can't remember if we went in or not, but. That's probably the reason I ended up playing that game. It's like, oh, like yes, I remember that building. That's why. Um, so yeah, the, uh, so part one of that's going up. I will finish that game because I've never finished that game, um, which shocks me to be honest. And I was also shocked that after the hour of that first video, I got to a point that I had zero memory of, and I was like, I'm sure I got further in this game than sure, yeah, yeah. I did, but um, yeah. So yeah, anyway, the first part will be up, and I'll do, be doing the second part probably, you know, this week or next week. We'll see. Sure. Um, but the return of old ass PC games because I need to do. There's so much on that list that I need there's to do. There's a lot, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot see. of things. Um, so do you want to do another game, and then I'll do mine? Yeah. So speaking of games that you played when you were a kid, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, right? Because um, those crazy motherfuckers over at Beamdog. Beam Dogs. Uh, that was the name of the developer. Something brought that up. They say it was a good idea to try and port Neverwinter Nights to try and make it run on modern computers. A um, game that at launch, the original launch was a bit janky at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's had it had like two expansions and a bunch of patches and stuff, so it was fine. But sure. Um, yeah. So the enhanced edition came out, uh, and I've been playing through that and trying to relive my childhood. Um, and yeah. That game's... I, I still really love that game uh, because it's it's not only, like, important because it was, like, I was young and I remember it fondly and it was, like, the place where I got my internet handle and it was... Of course, yeah. Like, the start of my love of, like, fantasy genre and D&D and all that stuff, which is all very important. Uh, but I, I really like the story that it tells. It's a very, like, classical fantasy story, but it does it in a really cool and interesting way, especially when you get to the expansions, they, like, turn it on its head in a really interesting way. Right. I remember hearing um, really good things about the expansions for that game. I Yeah, the... Back in the day. Uh, Hordes of the Underdark, specifically, which is the second expansion, is very, very good. Sure. Um, I'll get to that eventually. I'm, like, halfway through Act 2 at this point. Um, sure. And because Neverwinter Nights is based on... Actually, it's probably Neverwinter Nights is... Uh, it's oh, right, like yeah. 2000, 2001, 2003 or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, 2002. And it was, it was a game based on third edition D&D rules in the style of Baldur's Gate, except Baldur's Gate was second edition. 
It's like more modern. Mm-hmm. And it's a 3D Dungeons & Dragons game. You go through dungeons and you can be of various classes and characters and this is your standard kind of RPG fare. It was also uh, like, at the time, the thing that surprised me was how raw the Dungeons & Dragons is in that. Like, you see dice rolls yep. and shit in that game. It's all dice rolls. It's 100% third ed. Like, it's all third ed. Yeah. And because it's third ed, you can do some pretty wacko shit uh, because third ed and 3.5 Dungeons & Dragons can let you do some mental stuff with, like, character builds. Um, so I rolled a sorcerer because that was the first character I beat the game with. So I wanted to go back and relive everything. Had the same same name, same like familiar everything, except this time I went back with knowledge of how D and D works, and right. I have a completely fucking busted mental build. But um, <laughs> it kind of it doesn't break that game, but it certainly helps when you actually understand how D and D works instead of just being like, oh, I'm a really powerful caster. Look at all these spells you have a direct path that you want to go through. Right. Um, so I now have a, sorcer- a sorcerer who focuses on two-handed melee combat and basically can't be hit and can never miss with his attacks. It sounds it's, like a Diablo character rather than like a Neverwinter yeah, Nights character. fucking mental because <laughs> there were like... There, so there's a, there's a spell in Dungeons and Dragons that I remember from like 4th Ed and 5th Ed. It's in, called True Strike, yeah. which is like your next attack has plus 20 to hit. So it's basically saying this attack's going to hit. Yeah. Whatever. In third ed, that spell says for one minute, all attacks have plus 20 to hit. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. All you do at the start of combat is just cast that and you basically can't miss. So then all you do is wrap your criticals up until you can like crit on an 18. And then instead of on a 20, you can crit on an 18. And if you go sorcerer into this prestige class called Red Dragon Disciple, you basically become part dragon. So your AC goes to like 25. So they wow. can hit you. Huh. And you always hit them and you've got like four attacks a turn. It's mental. It's great. That's great. Um, so playing through that game with actual... It's been a really interesting experience playing through that game with actual knowledge of D&D because you can do shit like this. Um, so is it... But yeah, um, they, they, like how how much has you, how much does your Dungeons and Dragons knowledge transfer into that game? Like, is it a pretty accurate rendition of that? Yeah. So world, I never that like, stuff. I never like played Third Ed, but I know I know roughly how it works. Like, I've talked to enough people and I've read enough about how Third Ed works, and it's straight translation. Right. Like, if you if if a build works in third ed it will probably work in neverwinter nights if you have the right class structures for it i don't know if all of the things exist right um but it is just like when you say it's raw dnd it's raw dnd like it is just third ed that's all it is um, sure but the 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 story is still really cool like the story of act one of like you getting all the water diving creatures to try and find a cure for the whaling death is still very very classical D fantasy of go through dungeons to kill the thing to get the thing yeah um which is which is cool and there's a bunch of like like interesting like mini stories that tell you like around that area like when you get to the uh the blackwater district and there's like the talk of like you the, you're, you go there to try and get the dryad water davian creature but it's being held by the sorcerer the sorcerer mm. and if you go talk to people in the town you learn about how the sorcerer is actually like crazy and is like poisoning the food supply and like keeping all the non-poisoned food for himself and 
charging people out the ass. Is it, there are interesting stories within that world. Yeah. Um, and again, it's the it's the start of Bioware getting their chops together about what a Bioware game looks like. It's between this and like Baldur's Gate Two. You start seeing the whole like okay they're focusing more on like the stories of your henchmen and your party you, to you where start, you can like you start to see the early forms of like their dragon ages and their mass effects yeah and exactly their... like like basically what would become the bioware formula yeah. of you have well and neverwinter you don't have a party you just have a henchman um, right. which is a part of the problem i have with the game but i'll get to that sure but you can talk to the henchmen and you learn their story and they will give you a quest that will help you uh, form a better relationship with them that will then also improve their like skills and their abilities. Um, so there's, there's the start of that kind of loyalty quest style idea. Yeah. Um, but what, as typically when you go back to games that you played when you were a kid, you learn that they were never as good as you remember them. Sure. Um, so for Neverwinter Nights, the main problem is that your henchmen are completely thick as shit. Right. Um, they often will get caught on scenery um oh like just at a strip ai level they're not good yeah just just like they will hit a wall and not walk around it because they're basically like magneting to your position so we'll Mm. just go as the crow flies and hit against the wall um they will also like it's nitpicky but they're like completely inefficient with their spell uses like they will just if they instantly see any enemy they will burn every spell that they have instead of just like realizing it's not a big deal and just hold some of them back has that become um, a problem yet or, or like, ha, like yeah, has it so, aggroed stuff so that you like, don't need to aggro or something like that so they'll, ne- they'll never aggro well they will actually i was gonna say they'll never aggro something but they do get caught in a like if they go and kill a thing and then see another enemy they'll instantly run and try and kill it right um but it's more like i would prefer it if they held the spells for like actual bigger enemies that it mattered on right. so like i walk around with uh Linu, who's the cleric yep. um of Salamani, and she has a spell called sunstrike which is like giant pillar aoe fire damage essentially mm-hmm. uh and she will burn that on the most minor of enemies. And I'm like, I would prefer it if you saved that for when there were like five or six enemies around me. Because you don't have a full party in Neverwinter. You have you and your henchmen. Yeah, and because the I'm a sorcerer, I have the familiar as well as I have three. But sure. because it's just the two of us, when you get rushed on by like seven guys, it can be difficult to deal with because there's only two of you. Yeah. But if I had control over Linu, I could be like, okay, I know when to sunstrike and hold on to that stuff. How much control do you actually uh, have, though? Like, You can tell them to follow you, guard you, or attack the nearest enemy. And you can, com- you can change if they go melee or ranged when they heal you and how far away they stay from you. And then that's about it. Right. Do you have like inventory control or spell control? Nope. Or- huh. Nope. Okay. That's one of the things that, I, that I'm excited for when Beamdog inevitably do Neverwinter Nights 2 because that just gives you full party control again. Right. Um, sure. So you can actually do the D&D thing of having a good party build. Sure. Um, so in terms of just like, yeah. in terms of just like the, the upgrade itself, like does it look any better? Does it look the way you remember it to look? Like... It, so it runs on modern computers and will run at like HD resolutions. That's which about is it though. Um, but it looks how you'd remember it all Good. the textures okay. are very stretched and blocky and... i kind of want that like i kind of yeah want... that's well i didn't i didn't want it to really smooth out or anything like that but it definitely it looked the way that i remember it looking back in 2002 when we played it initially good okay um, cool we should do something I, with that I, I have enough memory of sure. that game where i really want to yeah, see I'll, it 
in action I'll totally again. I'll play some Neverwinter Nights on the internet. That's yeah, fine. that would be. Yeah, I kind of want to see that again. I just, I have my memories of that game because I was never like never a huge kind of fantasy RPG person. You but, hate fantasy. That's fair. But being the person that I am, like I fucked about in the GM tools quite a lot just and to see what you could do. All there, which the, is great. The GM, it's fantastic. Yeah, that was the other thing. The last thing I was going to talk about was like all the GM tools were there. The item creators, all that, like all the stuff that you on the back of the box and we're like and you can run your own D adventures on the internet yeah all of that stuff's still there they have servers for it now so you can go on online servers you can right huh. all everything there if you want to try and run third ed dnd through neverwinter nights you can totally do it now i just remember um, i remember setting up rooms and just doing the item creator and creating this dope ass sword giving it to my character yeah watching the, them. the item creator was great in that game yeah, yeah. It was super cool it was great yeah, okay, we should do something with that, I think. Yeah, I will totally play that game on the internet, cool. that's fine. So the last thing I have, um, which kind of took me a surprise, actually, so I signed up for, mainly, like, so I have stuff to talk about on here that's kind of outside of stuff I would normally play, the yeah. Humble Monthly stuff, yeah. which uh, is a really that's, good that's, deal, that's, Yeah, that's actually. a good deal now. Yeah. Um, I originally bought it for... Um, because they were because it's eight pound a month, I think eight ninety five or something like that. Um, I originally bought it because my wife wanted Civilization five, and it was eight dollar eight quid that month. So I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll. And then I just kept it on just to see what I was doing. Just wait for a Steam sale and buy it with all the DLC for it, like a fiver. It it's... came with all the DLC. Well, oh, no, okay, sorry, it came with a bunch of the DLC. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I kept it, and just because it's like a nice way of getting like a good flow of games that you yeah, wouldn't yeah. normally pick up. And one of the games for this month is Ruiner, which is a game that I'd had oh, yeah. on my radar for a little bit, but I was like, yeah, I'll come back to it. So it's a it's a it's a twin stick shooter, basically. Um kind of like a oh, I'm trying to think what the, the kind of closest to Covenant is. But like it, it's like a twin stick shooter, but with some um some flow to it. So you've got like a dodge, you've got some slow time powers, you've got there's a melee focus as well, guns, like there's a lot of stuff in there and it's hard as well. Like it's not that like, you will go down pretty quick in that game. But the main thing is, man, that game looks fucking incredible. Like okay. not not even it's not in not in like a stylistically Yes. Like, like not yeah. necessarily as a technical thing. Like technically it looks really good as well, but like just as a style like it is it is like Blade Runner met like mixed with Ghost in the Shell, mixed with everything that I am into with a healthy layer of like real grime and dirt on top of it and just like uh, like with a whole bunch of like uh, uh what the fuck was that what was that um the Half-Life mod that <laughs> was all like Ghost in the Shell um neo tokyo neo tokyo that was it yeah like throw that on top of it as well um so yeah like just the style is something that i it's exactly up my alley and i don't play a lot of twin stick shooters but i Mm. played the shit out of this game like this was like eight hours over a weekend this game and i'm almost finished with it i think so um, just, is it just a it's a twin stick shooter with like dodges and time mechanics? Is, basically, is there yeah. Like a story, or yeah. So it... the, I mean, the, the the game starts with so you you play as the ruiner. I think is sure. uh, the, the character's never really given a name, but he's got like a um like kind of like biker leathers and has a full on face mask with like an LCD screen on it that has like messages and stuff that appear on it, kind of like the dude from Watch Dogs Two, but not 
a dick. Um, right. And um, the game starts, and you you appear to have been ha- uh, your brain appears to have been hacked by somebody who's controlling you and sending you into. It's a great start to a video game. Yeah, your and sending you into to kill um, some high up dude in in this company, uh, and somebody called who's just called the girl. I think is I think that's her name. She's she's referred to as just the girl. I think, mm-hmm. um, who breaks the hack and kind of frees you out of it, and then says like, "By the way, they've got your brother, and you need to go fucking get him back because they're going to kill him." And sure. I'll I'll help you there. And there's so there's kind of two parts that like there's there's a kind of hub area as well, which is like this kind of kind of under underworld city bit with like strip clubs and bars and engineering places that'll do stuff to your brain. Um so there's there's that kind of area as well. And then you go into different levels that have different kind of um objectives and stuff in them while you're trying to track down where your brother is. It does some really interesting things with the formula. So the the main the kind of so there's a there's a whole skill tree as well in there, but it's a skill tree which is one of my favorite things. Where at any point you can take all the points at your skill tree and completely redistribute ah, them, which is free respects, which is yeah. so useful because there's a lot they of skills. Yeah. There's a lot of skills in that game, and you can get all of them for like one um like just one experience point. But like you can mm. totally play with all the stuff that's there. So once you have that, anytime I'm playing a game that has that kind of freedom in it i end up using the skills a lot more rather than just like the same four that i started with and just being like yeah. making them great so there's a lot of really cool stuff in there so you start with like a kind of relatively basic dodge but also you've got a dodge where you can um you can basically like you you activate it and it slows down you can basically map like three points on the ground that you will dash between so you can like and then if you upgrade it like if you dash through people you'll use your melee weapon melee weapon and all that kind of stuff in there as well so there's, there's the kind of that the movement in it is pretty good as well but then you just get like um some insane skills where you're like just fucking drop an electric grenade that'll stun a bunch of people around you and um and all of that kind of stuff it's and it's really cool and it flows really well um yeah. and there's a really cool mechanic as well where it's like like on top of the, like yes the, it's very stylized and it looks cool but like the structure of the levels are very much like corridor, big arena fight, corridor, big arena fight, but they look so cool that you kind of ignore it every now and then. The combat itself is so intense, you kind of get... It, it doesn't get boring, but it does this really cool thing where, like, the 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 people you're taking down in these arenas, most of them have some form of, of weaponry, probably guns, but a lot of them are... A couple of them are, like, belief-focused. And you can grab guns off of bodies, obviously, to use. You've got, like, an unlimited, like, 12-shot kind of submachine gun thing but you can grab weapons and there's a decent variety of weapons are in there but once you're done with one of those areas um the the kind of over the 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 security forces of the area detect a large bunch of weapons and drop this fucking spider thing in the middle that grinds all of the weapons like it pulls all the weapons that are still left there it pulls them all in and spits out karma which is like the fake currency of the of the of the game or like it's the xp yeah. it's the experience points basically but like so you have this cool thing where like you can grab the guns that you need or you can run up to the the spider and grind all the guns back and it will give you a bunch of karma and one good gun depending on how many guns you fed into it right um sure. so you have this kind of risk reward thing of like these guns would make this fight a lot easier but if i don't use them they'll be more they'll be more valuable at the end when i grind them all down into experience um but yeah, it's it's 
it's really cool and i did not expect to like it as much as i did and right the style is carrying me through it but also it plays pretty well for somebody who doesn't play a lot of 26 years um yeah yeah, it's worth a look it's not expensive really um Mm. and it's worth and like i said like i'm i think i've put seven hours into it and i think i'm nearing the end so yeah it's uh it's pretty good i like it so that's everything I've got. Do you have anything else, or do we go into... Uh, how into much version? news do we have? A decent amount, but um, I'd rather talk about games if there's something you want to talk about. Uh, let's do our break, and then I'll talk about my last game after Okay, that. let's do that. So, so you're you're on music. So yes, can... and I'm pulling something from the Runer soundtrack, because it's okay. fucking nuts. Um, it is... Uh, so let me just get the name of this up. Um, so there's a bunch of people on the soundtrack, but the uh, person seems to be doing the most of it is... Uh, I swear to God, if you pick a fucking Carpenter Brit song, so it's not. It's it's much more like what. It's kind of more like what if Blade Runner had more trance in it, in huh, and, okay. and also somebody jammed a screwdriver into it while they were doing it. Like it's it's fucked up in a really cool way. Um. So the, um, this is a track from the Runner soundtrack. This is Zamilska. I'm gonna say Z A M I L S K A, and this is a track called Closer from the the Runner uh, soundtrack. So check post where you can pick this up, and we'll be back with some more games after this. from the Ruiner soundtrack uh, check post where you can see where you can pick that up it's um, it's not just one person that does the soundtrack there's a bunch of names on it so it's um, mainly like Steam DLCs and GOG I think it's also on there as well so it's cool um, so you have another game to talk about yeah so this is like the the, the big thing that I've been playing um, right. is Nino Kuni 2 right uh, Revenant Kingdom uh, I the forgot that game had a full... subtitle yeah okay yeah the follow-up to Nino Kini 1, uh, Level 5 is, I think, the name of the developer. Yep. I think, yeah. Uh, their JRPG from a few years ago now that was like a Studio Ghibli collaboration. Um, really good, solid JRPG that kind of came out of nowhere that got kind of repetitive towards the end. Sure. Um, I really liked it, though. This game takes the idea of like the world of that game and then does something kind of completely different with it. Um, more in keeping with level fives, like Dark Cloud. Like, if I say Dark Cloud, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the Dark Cloud games? I do remember Dark like Cloud. that, and uh, that... Oh, I can make a really weird reference and say Final Fantasy, My Life as a King. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a Final Fantasy um, game, wasn't it? Huh. Yeah. So those, those style of, like, city kingdom builder games, it all does a whole bunch of different stuff, but... So in this game, you play as uh, King Evan Pettywhisker. 
Um, God's the, sake, right, yep. The the boy king of Ding Dong Dell. Uh, Wait, the place is called is Ding Dong Dell? Ding Dong Dell. Uh, it's a kingdom where mice, rats, and humans kind of, and cats all live together in harmony. Basically, the, the setup for the Nino Kuni world is that there's our world and then the Nino Kuni world that kind of exist in parallel. Right. And you can, like, jump between them. Like, yes. the kid from the first game jumps it after, like, his mother gets really sick and he needs to find a cure. And this game, actually, so the opening to this game is nuts because... Th- so what happens is the very opening of this game, which is not something I expected, is a... So, present. Sorry, I'm, what? I'm just making sure that we like. This is a thing that I've seen other people talk about, but this is the intro to the game, and it's this very, kind of this is when when you hit start. This is the first thing you see. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes. Very very. It's spoilers, but it's spoilers for the first two minutes of the game. Sure. Um, as a presidential procession, as the president of the United States enters New York the pre- City, the president of our world, our world, United States enters New York City to go to a summit. Right. Uh, as he crosses over a bridge, a missile appears and blows the bridge up, including his entire procession. He is then sent to the Nino Kuni world, to the Ding Dong Dell castle, as a military coup is happening as the rats take over the castle. Um, it's very strange because you're technically playing as the president of the United States, and he is a main how, character in the game. How stylized is our world in this game like it's, uh, it looks it looks like our world but it's very cartoony it's still okay. kind of ghibli styly but it, it looks it, like a city like it doesn't look crazy. like fucking death stranding or anything like that like it's no, still in not that at all. okay it right. looks like a city okay um and you meet evan and you try and get him out of the castle as this coup is going on the best thing about it is as you're going through the the castle a bunch of like mouse knights try and attack you, and the president of the United States just pulls out a fucking gun <laughs> and shoots them. <laughs> like they att- they start attacking him with like plate mail and swords, and he pulls out a handgun and shoots them in the head. I don't think it's standard. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not that familiar with the U.S. political system, but I don't think it's standard process for the president to be strapped like that. I, seems this this dude fucking pulled out a Glock or a whatever <laughs> you want to call it and shoot these mouse in the head. Uh, and that's just his ranged weapon for the rest of the game. He just has a gun. That's just his thing. Do you get better it's guns? Great. Yeah, you get magical guns. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. They're not just like fucking um, M16s and stuff? Like No, no, you don't okay. get... That would be great if you just got like shotguns and stuff. No, they're like magical like blunderbuss flintlock pistols and stuff. Nice. Um, so you go with Evan uh, and you are... You leave Ding Dong Dell after the military coup and Evan decides that he wants to make his own kingdom. Uh... Which you do, you go and find, um, you get some allies from the Sky Pirates and you go and find these little creatures called Kingmakers, which you need to make a kingdom in this world. Obviously. Um, So you go and do the Trial of the Kingmaker and your Kingmaker is one of the fairies from the first game, which was like Drippy. Um, Drippy from the first game. Lord High Lord of the Fairies, whatever his name was. Yeah, the the tiny fairy with the long nose and the Welsh accent. Yep. Uh, You get Lofty, who is a little Lisa Simpson looking thing. Uh, who is also Welsh. I love Lofty with all my heart. He's fantastic. <laughs> okay. He is, he's amazing. It's not just because of the Welsh accent, although it really helps. Uh, right. But yep. he's, he's just great. Like, everything that you do, he's like, oh, come on. Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm a fairy. Like, we could do this so much easier. It's it's great. I love Lofty. Um, 
and you go and find a city, and it basically it, it's got to the point where I am now, where it's like he is attempting to unify the world so war doesn't exist anymore. That's his King Evans' driving concern is that war stops happening. That's that is the driving force behind the game. Okay. Um, so a lot of that is you going out to other kingdoms and talking to people and trying to get them to come and live in Evermore, which is your kingdom. Yep. Um, when you're there, you have like different facilities that you can set up and put your citizen in based on their skills that will then like do things like make weapons for you, make armor for you. You can research magic and will gather supplies for you. It's a very basic kingdom management game, but it works for what it needs to be. Like okay. there are stats for your citizens that mean that they are more suited to one job than another. So there's that sort of management and you can go and find new citizens out in the world by like helping them do things. Like it's a cool. lot of you going to a person and saying, hey, you have a skill. Do you want to come and work for me? And he's like, actually, I need six of these things. Or like, I need you to go kill this other thing or whatever it is. And then they'll come and work for you. So is there actually like a mainline story? Or is it just like, hey, I need to recruit people to my city? No, no. The, the mainline story is Evan wants to unite the world. So the war doesn't oh, exist anymore. Okay. Gotcha. So he has to go through, all, go to all the kingdoms and get them to sign this declaration. What do they call it? They get declaration of interdependence. That's um, fuck. Yep. Okay. Yep. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is basically them saying we're basically all going to be one big nation and we're all going to get along and war is going to stop. That's Man, basically I, what that says. I like. I cannot help but escape the feeling that you're going to go like 120 hours to this game and like the president will be dead or in a coma. And this I've is all just- no idea, but I I hope not because the game is really charming and really lovely and what do you really call daring. what do you call the little guys that help you in combat they've got a great uh, name Hig- as well. Higgledies. 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 yep yeah mm-hmm. yep. so you have like weird pokemon style creatures called Higgledies that all have like um elemental affinities so you get like fire ones and nature ones yeah um that you can cook in a pot to get new ones uh, and you can also like do there are like these things called Higgledy stones that are essentially like riddles that you have to solve by presenting the correct item to and if you do then you get a Higgledy um, and they all have like special abilities and so, uh, this transforms nicely into how combat works Yeah. Um, so instead of it being the traditional sort of JRPG where it's all turn based and well Nino Kini was based on like your little familiar things you don't have them anymore this is pure action combat yeah so you have it's like a kingdom hearts style thing right yeah it's it's, kingdom hearts is probably the closest thing you can get to so you have like a light and a heavy attack and a ranged attack you have skills that you can use that are based on mana usage but you have like dodge rolls you have blocks like instead of it being turn-based it's all action all the time you can just move around that well um so you have you and two of your party members that all have their own skills that they'll use in combat and their own unique weapon sets um the Higgledies will also help you out by like giving you small buffs whether it's like attack damage or magic damage or defenses they can also debuff the enemies but if certain requirements are met they'll also have like an active thing that they will do which are like so i have one that's like a fire Higgledy that uh if you activate it gets a giant fire cannon that shoots at the enemies or the nature one that puts a giant healing circle on the ground for you to stand in and get healed up in combat um It's not massively complicated, but it works for what it needs to be. This is a lot of this game. Like, a lot of this game isn't particularly difficult, but it serves purpose and kind of... It it, it makes the world kind of more 
cohesive like there are there are a bunch of systems that all work but because none of them are super complicated they all work together really well sure it's um, not overwhelming and it's not like no not at all and like there's a there's like a a different combat system that's like your army so you have like a weird it's it's like evan and three uh, four groups of soldiers all around them that are like swords or shields or guns or bows or whatever and they have the fire emblem triangle of weakness sure sure that you can go to like war with like the bandits or like enemies and stuff like that that are and it pulls out so instead of it being in a an action combat studio ghibli style it's a like chibi overworld version right um that you then control by like pivoting your guys around and activating special abilities and stuff again not massively complicated but fun and serves a purpose uh and that's kind of a lot of this game is that it's it's really fun and really charming and it's just a nice place to be because everybody, everybody's really nice. Like all the threats in the world are not even that threatening. There's like <laughs> a big bad that's threatening to do the bad thing, but you're like, eh, whatever, I need to go talk to these cat people. It's like So like the 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 kind of tweeness of it is the thing that's pulling you through, not like some kind of world ending catastrophe that's pulling you towards the end. Well, I mean the the the, the story is that there is a there is a big bad that I will eventually have to fight who's like destroying the bond between the kings and their kingmakers to make their kingmakers go crazy but the large majority of why i'm doing the things that i'm doing is because it's all really nice and i want my kingdom to be nice because i want everybody to be happy um sure. it's, and like it looks it looks really nice it still has that like it does look really, real like, nice yeah very like clean lines bright colors everything's really stylized everybody has amazing character like drawing and animation yeah. music's amazing like it, it's all it's, it's just a really really good grpg like i really I, I, I didn't expect to like it as much as i do but yeah. i really do like especially now that the kingdom building like recruitment thing has really had its stride i really really like that game it's a lot good. of fun like cool i'm glad because like the first one had its problems from what i heard from people yeah talking. the the it, it kind of it was really really good right up until about the halfway point and then combat just got super repetitive right and really grindy sure. um this one complete opposite like i've had zero issues with combat so far i've fought cool. things that are like five times my level not five times my level but five levels higher than me with very little issue cool um it's yeah it's really really good nice. i really like it i'm glad like i, I i'm glad they got another shot at that thing because it was so unique at the time and yeah is probably the largest concentration of UK voice actors in any game ever. I think. Yeah, they're they're from they're from all over the place. Like there there are accents from every part of the UK you could ever think of. How is the, um, how is the Scottish? I know there's a there's a Scottish tribe or whatever. Yeah, they there's are. a group of there, there's a group of um, mask wearing forest folk who are all Scottish. Right. Um, that are it's really good. Like it's a really good Scottish accent. It's like West Coast kind of northern west it's kind of lilty but it has that kind of harsh westness about it right okay um nice they say okay. james cribbins help my bob a lot which is kind of funny nice okay um they say oh I, which is great um the guy that runs my lumber mill and my kingdom is one of them he's great cool. Niall is awesome uh but yeah, no one's quite as good as Lofty. Lofty's just Lofty's take, kind of taking uh, your heart Lofty's, a bit. <laughs> Loft, Lofty's just amazing i love Lofty so much good Cool. Well, I'll be interested um, to see if that had, if it, when if it holds up for the whole the whole mm, time. We'll see. I hope so. Cool. Um, let's bear through some news since we didn't do any last time. There's a little yeah. bit built up, but there's a lot that's pretty small. Um, would you like to hear a gamer tweet? 
that I I saw on the internet or sure. via, via Kotaku. So this is a, this is a tweet from uh, at Castrol USA, Castrol the oil mm-hmm. company. Obviously, okay. um, this is the entire content of the tweet. I'm going to read it verbatim. Inspired by a Need for Speed registered trademark Payback, Castro registered trademark Edge registered trademark presents Titanium Gamer. Watch the video and see why Castro registered trademark Edge registered trademark is capital Titanium Strong. Oh, what? what is like? What does that mean? What does I, that mean? They have like they're putting out like a branded oil based on inspired by Need for Speed, whatever the fuck that means. But like, right. The the requirement that everyone that they have to put registered trademarks and all this stuff just makes this incomprehensible. Um, it's just fucking ridiculous. Also, there's a branded oil based on Need for Speed because nothing is sacred anymore. Um, just so we can do the full circle on this, um, the final I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but the final step on the Star Wars Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront Two debacle is mm. rounding up where um, the last update, which uh, happened at the end of March, has unlocked all every hero in the game, removing yeah, they, that progression they completely. just gone, ah, we're done, and just... Yeah, almost like, almost like they got past some kind of internal milestone for selling microtransactions, and they were like, okay, we right. should probably just do it now. Well, I mean, no, they didn't, because they weren't selling microtransactions in that game anymore. Oh, did they never switch it back on? No. <laughs> oh, I assumed they'd switch the back on at some point. Nah, oh. they never switched that back on. That, huh. this, was lit- this was literally all pressure, and then just going, oh, okay, sure, and sweep right. it onto the rug, and... Luke I'm pretty it. sure. I'm pretty sure they didn't turn it back on. Like Luke I never Crates, heard anything about them turning it back on. This is from the Polygon article. Loot crates are now no longer purchasable by any means. They are only awarded for completing in-game milestones yeah. or team challenges. So yeah. maybe they could they have made that. They made that change. They made that change like a few months ago. Though. Oh, there you go. Sorry. They, um, crystals, which is the secondary currency bought for real money, will return in April and may be used along with in-game credits to directly purchase cosmetics, but not performance go. items. Okay, so they are coming yep. back. Also, they're bringing a Bespin map in, which is from cool. the original Battlefront partner. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, just a Magic the Gathering thing that came across that came across the internet to me. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Shadowverse, which is a yes. ca- card game? Oh, I know what the story is. It's where Shadowverse stole card art from Magic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like like every time you see one of these things, you're like, ah, I'm sure they just use it as like an inspiration, or it's kind of like, no, they just took this art, like mm-hmm. straight up took this art. So um, the makers of Shadowverse, so what is Shadowverse? I, I don't actually know. It's another online CCG. It's primarily like Japan based. It seems like uh, it's very Japanese in style. There's a lot of um, anime men and maids and cat girls gotcha. and whatnot okay. on the card art so they've basically they st- uh, so this is the card the holy pure bomb which is a great name for a card um yep. yeah a bunch of people on twitter put it on top of a magic the gathering card um yeah godless shrine godless shrine and their yep. art is identical so yep. they put out a statement and they said like um and it was really interesting to see their their um it was a very Japanese way of doing this statement where they said, like, here's the cause, here's what's happening going forward, here's what happened, here's why it happened, here's what we're doing going forward. Like, it's a very kind of yeah. structured thing. Um, 
there's a lot of they were alerted that this was taken from some magic gathering. Upon conducting an internal investigation, we confirmed that a part of Holy Purebond's artwork had been taken from another illustration. Um, the card in question was produced by an external commissioned illustrator. In a discussion with the card's illustrator, we were able to verify that another company's content was used in the production process, which is a nice way of saying they fucking ripped the shit out of that dude and was like, Yep, what did you do? Um, we believe that one major reason that this issue occurred is because the artwork was not adequately checked upon delivery. So, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Um, and also, like... Going forward, we will also notify in-house and external staff members to make a careful decision on whether legal clearance is necessary during the production process. Wow. Like, okay. stealing, stealing art is not, like, something you need to legally clear. Like, you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> like, that's just not the problem. Steal the art, yeah, there. just don't... Yeah, anyway. If, by, by the way, speaking of Magic the Gathering, see if you yeah. can, you should try and play Magic Arena. Like, So I was going to ask you if that... Like, I almost signed up for the beta today. Is it worth having should. a look at? Yeah, it's it's pretty damn cool. It's exactly what they intended to be, which is Magic the Gathering, but styled like Hearthstone. A lot of it's... people were talking about like, and even their website talks about like a modern game. Like, does that mean something in terms of Magic? Like, they keep talking about the fact that it's a modern version of the game, or they they basically they basically mean not NTGO, which was a thing built right. in like the early two thousands. I still play yep, like it. I played it's... that thing. It was yeah. rough. It's but it did horrendous. Really... Yeah. Uh, Magic Arena is way way better. Okay. Um, cool. It's got its problems, but like if you want to just like play some very casual Magic the Gathering because it's not even like the formats are completely different. Like it's if you want to play some real proper what we call kitchen table Magic, which is literally just there aren't deck lists, there aren't you just jam just cards play with what you want and just do it. Yeah, cool. Then Arena's totally great for that. Sure. Um. Evo is coming up soon, I think. Yep. Is it summer? Yep. Uh, June, normally? June. It's normally around yeah. E3, isn't it? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Evo 2018 is having, an, an, on top of all the usual stars that they have, they have a new um, per, uh, a new celebrity they'll be playing. Arc System Works president Minoru Kidoka will be entering oh, himself awesome. in, will be entering himself into the Smash Brothers Melee Tournament. <laughs> Oh, he's going to play Melee? Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, they, awesome. they sent out a poll to fans asking which of the five choice, which five, which of these five games do you want our company president to play? Oh God, uh, I want to get, see that guy get absolutely fucking hammered at Melee. So the, the, op- be... the options were Smash Brothers, in order of like the number of votes, Smash Brothers, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, Smash Brothers for Wii U, and Injustice 2. So he's <laughs> playing Melee, which got... Didn't even give him the option to play one of his own games. No. That doesn't seem fair. Not at all. And Malay got more votes than uh, the rest. Well, not quite the rest combined, but almost. So, yeah. Almost, yeah. That's what's going to happen, which is interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Great. A um, little bit of game development um, niceness, which doesn't happen particularly often. Um, so yeah. Par- I think we talked about here that Paragon is shutting down on April 26th. Mm-hmm. They were very... Fortnite up- killed all the other Epic games. Yeah. So they were very, they were very upfront. It was like, we couldn't find a... In Everlife Beta, and they were like, we couldn't find an audience for this thing, so we're going to shut it down. But what they are doing is they are releasing uh, all of the characters and environments for free for people to use in Unreal Engine 4 pro- pro- projects. Oh, cool. So all of their assets... That's good, because of- there were some really good character designs. Their character design was real cool. Um, so... Mm-hmm. All 20 heroes initially released to the public, including character models, visual effects, dialogue, sound cues, animation cycles, and all skins. Um, Assets from two of the maps, including a developer map. Um, They said it's about $12 million worth of investment in their assets that they're they're 
they're releasing for free. And I mean, it is epic, so they do make the engine, but like mm. they could have just shelved all of that stuff and nobody would have seen it. So it's a really nice thing that they did there, which is cool. Um Another bit of, of kind of heartwarming um, game news. Um, so there's a shop, a game store in Japan called Games Maya. I couldn't track down, I did some research, I couldn't track down where it actually is. It's not in Tokyo, it's somewhere else. It's kind of, I think it's up north somewhere. But um, it is a mom and pop game shop in, um, in Japan. And it's shutting down after 35 years. And it's, um, it is a well-respected game shop to the point where they had a bunch of celebrity people come in for the games for the shop's last day so they had people like um the president of sony computer entertainment japan showed up um, with gifts um square enix producer uh yuji naka showed up yoshinori Ori- oh, ono cool. showed up um the yakuza producer um Monster Hunter producer, like, Arc System Works dudes recorded messages, like, well-respected um, store that a lot of people are very fond of. Um, they yeah. got a lot of people turned up, and apparently it was, it, was quite a, it was quite a final day for it. So it was also immortalized in a level 5 PSP game called Little Battler's Experience. Um, and okay. the shop manager used to get interviewed a lot in, like, um, Famitsu and things like that. So it was just sure. cool. It's, it's yeah. nice to see that stuff. Um, I think we'll make this the last one. Oh, well, yeah, okay, we'll make this the last one because we we don't know enough about the new lawbreak, uh, the new boss key game, really, to talk about. Yeah. But um, so a little bit of um, interesting story came out of um, so Danny Dwyer's No Clip um, documentary mm-hmm. series, um, which I need to catch up on actually. Um, yeah. They did uh, they did one for Warframe. And one thing that came out of that was that there was a... The, the headline from the Kotaku article is Warframe removed the microtransaction because a player used it too much. Which I thought was kind of oh. interesting. So there are pets in that game now, I think. Which yeah, there was, there's the, like uh, Kerbers and stuff like that. Yeah, and, I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, whatever they are. Whatever they are. The, the, the dog things. The dog things, yeah. yeah. Um, so when they were doing their, so that game is free to play and has cosmetic microtransactions and actually not just cosmetic, like you can buy blueprints and like spend real money on equipment and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one of the things they had was when they introduced their, uh, Kubros, Kubros, virtual pets. That's one. Um, one of the things you could pay, uh, platinum, which is the premium currency. Um, so 10 platinum, which is about 67 cents ish. Um, you could pay 10 platinum and it would randomly regenerate the fur for your um for your your kubro um you couldn't yeah. actually select you just had to like this was the only way you could color your thing so uh, the quote here from um this is from uh, Sheldon Carter who's the studio manager quote and we saw you know a guy pull that lever like 200 times and it's just like oh god what have we done we've created a slot machine <laughs> so um it took the, they took a day and a half and then they took it out of the game and was just like, no, this is a bad idea. Like, you can't do this. Um, so from Kotaku, while playing Platinum to randomly scramble your pet's appearance until you got something you like was controversial among the more dedicated parts of the fan base, it's interesting to know that it was specifically whale behaviour that drove Studio Digital Extremes to quickly rethink the feature and patch it out. So yeah. in, a wor- in a world where microtransactions are maybe on the are maybe being paid a little more attention to there are some people that there are some developers at least like no let's do this kind of properly yeah respectively 
Um, yeah, I think that's everything I have. Oh, Spider-Man PS4 comes out September 7th. That was a Game Informer cool. cover. So yeah. that game, hopefully that game's good. Um, the new World of Warcraft expansion comes out in August. That was Oh, yeah, did they announce that? Yeah. Cool. Any news Which on that? Like a, two or three months earlier than they thought it was going to be. Oh, right. Is there any news on the classic servers yet? That's the thing I'm kind of interested to see the reaction to. Oh, uh, no, not yet. No. Okay. That was like, that That was announced and then they, they really quickly backpedaled. It was like, guys, we're just talking about it. Like, we are so far away from getting there. Right, okay. At least, at least they qualified that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything else or is that everything we have? Not that I can think of. No. Cool. Um, so what we got, this is a hell of a couple of weeks coming yeah. up. Holy shit. So by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be playing Yakuza 6. It has yep. shipped. Um, God of War is out on Friday, which is getting straight 10s yep. across the board. There yeah, was a... I, really, I really wasn't going to pay attention to that thing until I learned like how good it was. And like, I, pretty I much play. universal praise for yes. that thing. Um, there was also a really dark three hours today while, in, while I was in work where I had an Amazon page open with a PS4 Pro. And I was like, mm, no, Why? I can't. Why? Because it, 4K right um what? but you don't I'm, have a 4k tv yeah dude oh okay <laughs> um fair enough yeah if it I, helps I, the comparison the comparisons between pro god of war and normal god of war didn't look they are indistinguishable like, yeah. yeah i'd rather yeah. have it it doesn't matter I, i'm not gonna buy one because i'm not don't buy play, a ps4 pro i don't play enough I, it was a combination of two things right it was it was seeing the god of war stuff come out and seeing that it runs at 60 at 1080p on a pro which is cool and also i ended up down a, like a gdc rabbit hole and ended up watching a talk from who are the guys that did horizon um gorilla, gorilla. um one of their engine technicians doing it did a presentation on their engine about don't how, buy a playstation 4 i'm thing. not i'm not it was don't i closed it. it very quickly it's not worth it's not worth the money i don't play enough ps4 games at this point yeah. Um, but yeah, so God of War is Friday, and then the week after, uh, Frostpunk, which is the new game from the War's Mine people, um, which looks yeah. right up by alleys on that's the that, that's following that really Tuesday. Weird hardcore city building, thing, yes, right? like super yeah. difficult, like really punishing city builder about like yeah. keeping a city together in the frozen wastelands of an apocalypse, which sounds real cool. Um, and then the following Friday is Labo comes out. Um, so we should probably make arrangements for, for us to get together oh and do God, some level okay. building. Sure. Because um, I want to build that fucking piano because I don't understand how it works and I'm super oh, interested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's a busy couple of weeks. So um, until then, I'll get uh, site stuff. Uh, Old Ass PC Games starts again on Thursday. First episode of that will go up on Thursday. Probably stream the second episode or probably the weekend, I think. Maybe. Sure. We'll see how it goes. Um, we should do some maneuver at nights. Uh, yeah. All of our game of the year stuff is done. The write up is up. Um, it came out really well, actually. The write up. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we might do something with. We'll probably want to do some. There's zero point in us doing something God of War because there's so much footage of that game out there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no point in us. Um, doing that, I'll see how I feel about Yakuza. Well, I'm. I'm going to enjoy Yakuza 6, whether we do something with uh, it, who knows. Yeah. Um, there might be something I need to show you, in which case I'll just do it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I may just stream myself two hours playing with the, the cat cafe. We'll see. Uh, probably I can't believe that game has a cat cafe. Yeah. <laughs> there's like collectible cats. Oh it's great. Um, so yeah, there's stuff coming. We'll be doing, keep an eye on our stuff. Like our Twitter and Facebook uh, will keep you updated with what we're 
what we're up to at GameOnGeStart.com, where you can find all of our podcasts and articles and videos. We'll all be going there. We are on YouTube.com slash GameOnGeStart. You can subscribe there and get notified when we put new stuff up there. Um, like I said, Twitter and Facebook, GameOnGeStart. You'll find us. If you search, you'll find us on there. Podcast.GameOnGeStart.com is the email address. And that's it. Enjoy whatever you're playing. We'll be playing ourselves to death over the next couple of weeks, so you may not hear from us until then. But in two weeks, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.